اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فذكر فان ذكر الذنوب المؤمنين سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلاما على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم When a person begins their journey on the spiritual path to bring themselves closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what normally happens is they change a lot of things in their life. Especially they start leaving sin and they start following the obligations of Sharia and Sunnah. And because of that, they get so much closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than their old self. For example, if they leave TV, they leave music, they leave movies, they leave backbiting, they leave lying, or they become regular in their Fajr Salah, regular in Isha Salah, or if they're a woman, they start covering themselves properly, they wear hijab, then they wear jilbab, abaya, then they wear niqab, they cover their face. So when a person starts doing all of these things, then they become very close to Allah SWT. This is what Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu mentioned in the Hadith Qudsi narrated by Imam Bukhari and Imam Muslim that Allah subhanahu said that my servant draws most near to me bil fara'is through that which Allah has made obligatory upon us. So when we leave sin we get a very large reward from Allah and we get a very significant amount of qurb to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when we start following all of the obligations, then we also get a lot of qurb with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now what happens is the faraiz are limited. There are only so many things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has required us to do and even the sins are limited there are only so many things that Allah has prohibited us from doing so what happens is, is that when a person starts getting close to Allah in the beginning they feel a lot of progress because they were getting they were getting so much close to Allah but then so let's take for example a woman and now she's already left the TV music and movies and she's left to lying and backbiting, and she's wearing proper hijab and jilbab and niqab. Now she wants to keep going at the same pace, but that's not possible. Because there is nothing she can do now that can make her even more close to Allah Santana at the same level of closeness that she got by leaving the haram and leaving sin and doing that which is obligatory on her. At this stage, you can call the intermediate stage if you want, of a salik, of a person who is traveling the path and seeking the pleasure of Allah Sallallahu At this stage, a person, they get confused. And they start thinking, oh, you know, I'm not progressing as fast as I used to. I don't feel, you know, before I was just getting so close and so close and so close to Allah Sallallahu And now I feel like everything's the same. 
say, yes, you won't be able to have as big a surge. But the next stage, which Nabi Yaqarim so mentioned in the Hadith, that Allah Ta'ala says the next stage in the Hadith, the Qudsi is called Qurb bin Nawafim. Now, the person will keep getting close to Allah Ta'ala, but now that they've done all the Salah'is, they've fulfilled all of the obligations, left all of the prohibitions, now the way they can get more close to Allah Ta'ala is through what is called the Nawafim. That's things like Zikr. Through optional extra things. Not through obligation, but through the extra things, such as making more zikr. Now, because Allah subhanahu wa knew that the believers would want to get a lot of qurb with Allah subhanahu wa so he told them, Ya ayyuhallavina amunazkurullaha zikran kathira. But oh, you who believe, you must make a lot of zikr. Because if you make a lot of zikr, you will get a lot of qurb. You will get a lot closer to Allah subhanahu wa but with zikr, a person has to be regular and steadfast and has to have istikamat. A person has to be regular, steadfast, and have istikamat. So the effect won't take place instantly in one day, as opposed to when you leave a sin, it can have an instant effect on you. The day you take the TV out, instantly your iman will rise like anything. The day you throw out all the music, your iman will rise instantly. The day you make true tawbah and leave all movies, your iman will rise instantly. The very first day a woman, she wears niqab, her iman will rise instantly. The day a man starts following the sunnah of Nabiya Kareem, his iman will rise instantly. With zikr, it's not going to happen that instantly. It's going to take time. And that's why then when the person has passed this first stage of their life, when they leave the sin and follow the obligations, now they have to, as we say, pitch in for the long haul. They have to get ready to have a long and sustained effort so that they keep drawing closer to Allah. Now the first thing shaitan will try to do in this stage is he will try to make a person return to sin. Or he will try to make a person miss their obligation. Miss something that was followed. So those things that brought a person close to Allah in the first place Shaitan will try to take those very same things away. So he may tempt the person to go back on the internet. He may tempt the person to read something or look at something again. He may tempt the person to do some sin, to say some backbiting again. So they lose. And the reason why Shaitan is doing this is that because obviously Shaitan always wants us to sin. But now for this person, this salik, this salika, murid, murida, Talib, Talib, seeker of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Shaitan wants to remove, he wants to undo the closeness that they got to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala due to their leaving that sin. So he wants to revive that sin, to take away the qurb, to take away the closeness. So we have to be especially on guard and make sure we never ever return an old sin. We never repeat that old sin. And a lot of us who make this mistake, we take it lightly. Say, okay, you know, I haven't done it for so many months, so if I watch that TV show on the internet now, it's not so bad. I've been able to stay away for so many months. Or if I listen to that one song now, or if I do that surfing for a few minutes, no. You should view it as just a few minutes. You should view it as one lapse. You should view it the way Shaitan views it. But I'm going to undo the closeness I got from Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
I'm going to lose the Qurub and the nearness I got to Allah SWT. So then you shouldn't, it's not an indulgence. It's not a temporary indulgence. It's not a slight indulgence. It's not a momentary lapse. It's outright undoing. It's outright undoing the closeness we got from Allah SWT. And Shaitan will try this, especially when a person gets a surge in their Qurb. That's why so many people will say that after Itikaf, or after they went on Umrah, or after Hajj, or after Ramadan, or after studying ilm, or after spending time with their sheikh, after going out for dawah, after some activity when they got a surge in their iman, and they got a boost, and they got closer to Allah Ta'ala, they say that, I don't understand, I felt this extreme urge to do sin. And they don't understand, they're amazed, so what's happening to me? I just did hajj, I just did umrah, I just spent time with sheikh, and I've come back home and I feel this uncontrollable urge to sin. But actually that uncontrollable urge, this is coming from the whisperings of shaitan, and it's coming from the rebellious nature of the nafs. It means the nafs and shaitan are fighting back. The nafs and shaitan are resisting. They're trying to undo the curb that we got when we engage in those ibadat and that sohbat. So we have to be very careful. Sometimes we tell our friends that within 72 hours of a good deed, especially something major like we said, itikaf, umrah, ahaj, time with shaykh, etc. It's all about the first 72 hours. If when you return home from those journeys or the shaykh departs from your place, it will be within 72 hours shaitan and the nafs both will launch their attack. If you can have istikamat, if you can remain steadfast and persevere, even for 72 hours, the first 72 hours are critical, and you can maintain the schedule and still pray to Hajjid even though you're no longer in Makkah Mukarram anymore, or still pray to Hajjid even though you're not with a Sheikh anymore, or still do Zikr even though it's not Ramadan anymore, still read Quran even though it's not Ramadan anymore. If you can persevere for 72 hours in those good deeds, that's the mujahada. That's the effort that a person has to make. And if a person can do that, then after the 72 hours it becomes easy. So it's very important that we understand these things. These are the teachings our Mashaikh have taught us. That we have to persevere. And we have to also think long term. You'll see in this world, when people plan in this world, they do exactly that. They have some planning which is for initial short term gain. But they know that the short term gain, the boost is not enough. They need to plan long term. Just like that, when we do Ramadan, or we go out for Dawar, or we spend it to cough, or spend time with Sheikh, that's an initial boost, that's short-term gain. But then we have to have sicker for our long-term sustainability. Long-term sustainability. So we have to be regular in Zikr, in Nawasa. That is the way to check. And am I regular in my Nafil Salah? At least I pray one every day. Maybe I can't pray all of them every day, but every day there should at least be one whether it's the Hajjah that's Awabin it's Ishaq it's Shast it's Forsunah before Asr there should be some extra Salah some extra recitation some Tasbihah such as Istikfar Dirtshri Salah some Zikr Maraqab of Allah SWT some Musnoon Duas to check and if we find and in very much really the day that we don't do these things but neither do they have any Musnoon Tilawat, whether it's Yaseen after Fajr or Surah Mok at night, nor do we pray any of the Sunnah extra 
sunnah, nothing, nothing prayers, there was no abi, no tahajjud, no ishaq, no tas, we should think. And if we didn't make any of the Muslim du'as, and we didn't make our zikr, that's a sign that we're losing that good. Because now that we've taken care of the big thing, is left sins and followed the obligations of sunnah and sharia, now the way to get more and more from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to do the nawafim. And you'd be amazed how many of us have spent so many days of our life like that. But we can say, yes, in this day I did no extra tilawat, no extra nafal salah, no extra zikr. We had nothing, nothing in those days. That's very dangerous. That's very dangerous. Especially for a person who has left him following obligation and is salik or salik, a seeker on the path. Every day has to have some level of these nawafim of these nawafim so that we get closer and closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so this is the first point we wanted to make about zikr that zikr is that nafal ibadah that enables a person to keep drawing closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after they make the major surges of drawing close to leaving sin and falling obligation let me explain another way to make sure all of us understand the amount of qurb that we get if we follow a farb is much more than if we do a nafal. For example, many times we tell the women that if they wear niqab, if they cover their face for the sake of Allah then they get a level, they become so pleasing to Allah that even if they prayed tahajjud for a hundred years, they wouldn't be as pleasing to Allah because tahajjud is nafal and niqab is required right or if a person misses Fajr we tell them that look if you prayed Fajr the amount that you would please Allah Ta'ala if you want to please Allah Ta'ala the same amount through Nawafa you'd have to pray thousands and thousands of rakats of Nafal prayer in order to please Allah Ta'ala the same amount that he gets pleased at when you pray Fard Salah so the amount of pleasure and the amount of Qurb we get is phenomenal when we do the faraz, we do the obligations, and when we leave sin. So now the only way to continue that is by being having istikamah and tashat, being regular in our ibadat and zikr, especially our nawafim, our nawafim, and our zikr. And many women, they don't understand. They think that this nikab is just something that's optional. They should imagine, Right? They should understand clearly what I said today, that they will get a level of belovedness to Allah Ta'ala, love from Allah Ta'ala more than if they were to pray tahajjud for a hundred years. Now let's just imagine if somebody prayed tahajjud every night for a hundred years, all of us I think would know that, okay, that person must be so beloved to Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala, must be so special to Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala, but the most belovedness, the most qurb, the most rada, Allah Ta'ala has blessed that for leaving sin and following the salahs. Alright? And the second point we made was that shaitan will always try to get a person to return to sin and leave the salahs. And especially shaitan and the nafs will make a very strong attack on a person in the first 72 hours after they do anything special for the sake of their deen. So they have to be very careful and on guard. And another reason why Allah Santa says that we should make the Sutti Zikr, Ya Ayyuhallavina Amunakunallah Zikran Kafira, is because 
zikr has another function, and that is that one of the reasons we do zikr is to change. Okay, so the person gets changed. Let me explain. Now, when we do shukr, we're grateful to Allah Ta'ala. Being grateful won't change us. It just makes us grateful also. When you do sabr, it won't change you entirely. But one of the purposes of zikr is what our mashayik to call the bodiless sifat, to exchange our qualities, to change from arrogance to humility, to change from anger to forgiveness, to change from stinginess to generosity. So actually one of the purposes of zikr is to change ourselves. And in order to change oneself, a person has to do a lot of zikr. For example, if a person has anger, so one way then to change oneself is through doing a lot of zikr. Now, years of anger cannot be removed if we just do minutes of zikr. But years of anger can be removed if a person does a lot of zikr. A lot of zikr. So this is why Allah in the Quran He told us, Ya ayyuhalladina amanuzkunallah zikran kathira. Because he wanted us to change. He wants us to change. So one reason then why we have to be regular in our zikr, it enables us to change. By change it means for us to get the adab and akhlaq of Nabi Akrim sallallahu alayhi wa To get his characteristics, to get his feelings, to get his states in our heart. And the greatest sunnah feelings and attributes of the Prophet of Salim where his ubudiyah, his abdiyat, his servanthood and slavery to Allah SWT, and his humility. He was the most humble and he was the greatest slave. Now, some people may have this naturally, right? That some people are naturally more humble. But if you want to get the humility that Nabi Kareem Wasallam had in his heart, it is by making kasrat and zikr. By making so much zikr and following the sunnah of Nabi Akrim And some of our Mashaikh used to say that if a person follows the sunnah completely and perfectly and resolutely to the best of their ability, what we call Kamal Itibai Sunnah, then Allah Santa bestows on such a person the adat of Nabi Akrim means his habits, his mannerisms, his peculiarities. In other words, grants him the characteristics of the Prophet And that's the Asl Sunnah, is that we want to get the attributes of the Prophet in our hearts. So that is also another thing that Allah SWT bestows upon us by making the Zikr of Allah. So this path of Zikr is a path Allah Ta'ala Himself has prescribed. It's not some Sufi theory or path of the Sufis or path that a Sufi Shaykh has come up with. No, it's the path that Allah said in Quran, Udkurullah Rikram Kathira. And Allah Ta'ala said this in Quran to who? To every single one of us. Ya Ayyuhalladina Amanu, O Alladina Amanu, O each and every one of you who believe, Udkurullah Rikram Kathira, that you must remember Allah Ta'ala a lot and abundantly. You must remember Allah Ta'ala a lot and abundantly. Now, there are different ways of doing zikr of Allah Taala. One way is to remember Allah in our heart, silently, humbly, 
in awe and reverence. Second is to remember Allah Ta'ala with our tongue, but in a whisper, a soft voice, a hushed tone. And third is to remember Allah Ta'ala with our tongue in an out loud way, in a very loud, ecstatic way. So exactly in the order that I mentioned them is the order of merit. Means that the most praiseworthy, the most meritorious way to remember Allah Ta'ala is the silent, fearful, awe, reverential zikr that we do from our qalb, from our spiritual heart. The second best way to remember Allah Ta'ala is to remember Allah Ta'ala with our tongue to make the zikr, but in a very soft, hushed tone, maybe a whisper. And then after that, the third way is to remember Allah Ta'ala loud, out loud. Now sometimes people ask about this practice, it's known as zikr jahri. So it's definitely permissible. No doubt about that, right? It's just a question of what's preferable. Now, some Mashaik, they prescribed this method because they felt that by a person making zikr out loud, it helped them to concentrate. The purpose was not that the noise or the volume itself has any merit. It was doing it out loud was as a method for concentration. So that if a person makes zikr out loud, then their focus will be on it. They will be saying it so loud that they will hear it also. So that will involve another sense of theirs, not only are their sense of speech, but also the sense of hearing. So there were many reasons why some Mashaid felt that doing zikr al-jahri, might be called zikr bil-jahr, to make zikr out loud, in a loud and sometimes even, yes, ecstatic voice, they felt it was more beneficial only because they felt that it would make a person concentrate more. And there's no doubt, and all of the Mashaikh agree on this, that that zikr that is done with more concentration, that is more beneficial and more beloved to Allah Subhanahu However, the vast majority of Mashaikh, even the vast majority, uh, yes, you can say the vast majority of Mashaikh and Oliya in history, and even in contemporary times, and even a large number of Chishti such as Sheikh Rashaf Ali Tanwin and many others, they preferred that no person shouldn't make zikr out loud. But when they make zikr with their tongue, it could be a whisper, soft voice, hushed tone. Why? Because, okay, even though we accept that making zikr out loud may, not necessarily will, but may, it might help some people get more concentration but this is not the way that we find the early Sahaba, early Oliya, early Mashaikh made zikr of Allah Santana. Second, is that if a person needs to speak so loudly in order to concentrate, then what happens is we're creating in them a dependency on something that they can't do all the time. You see, Allah Ta'ala said, Quran, Uthkullah, Zikran, Kathira. So the method of zikr has to be something that you can do kathir that you could do abundantly. And if the method of zikr being prescribed is a method where you do zikr out loud, very loud, you can't do that a lot. You can only do that a little. Maybe you do it for 10, 15 minutes after fajr. It's difficult. Few people will be able to do that a lot. So when the Mashaikh realized that, they said, okay, even then they said, okay, those few who can, let's say they're living in a khanka, means they've taken some days out of their life, and all they're doing is day and night, they're making zikr of Allah, so they're living in the masjid. So then maybe they can do zikr out loud. 
but the vast majority of people who are not taking full-time days out of their life, but they're still working, teaching, studying, etc. So in all of those places, they won't be able to make this account loud. They'll only be able to do it for a few minutes in the morning and evening. So even though the Messiah who prescribed this account loud, they said, okay, you can't do it with deficit. You have to do it just for a few minutes, morning and evening. And then they prescribed other afkar, other ways of doing zikr, which were not out loud, so the person could reach the mikdot, reach the prescribed, reach the amount that Allah Taala said in Quran, which is kasir, that a person could make abundant and excessive zikr of Allah Taala. Our line in Peshaif, Masaik and Nukshaban or Jamand, they said that no, you should make zikr in your heart. Why? It's a kind of, you can understand this if I just use a play on words. They wanted the, the zikr to be loudly heard in the heart. And sometimes it happens that when you say something loudly with your tongue, your heart doesn't hear it. And you say, say something softly with your tongue, still your heart doesn't hear it. But if you say it with your heart, then obviously your heart will hear it. How is it possible that somebody says the zikr of Allah with their heart and their heart doesn't hear it? So they realize that the asal of zikr it's not just concentration, but it's what we call shu'ur. It's that the heart should be aware and conscious of that zikr. And therefore, then what better zikr than zikr of the heart itself for the heart to be aware and conscious of it? So they taught it zikr al-kalbi, which is silent, fearful, reverential, respectful zikr of Allah's name from our kalb, from our spiritual heart. So it's not, not done out loud and it's not vocalized even in a hushed tone. It's a zikr that is done purely from the heart without any movement from the tongue whatsoever. And the other thing our Mashaik found is in order to do zikr kathir, zikr to remember Allah Santa abundantly. Again, like we said, that there should be some method of zikr that a person can do in abundant situations in every situation, that also is the zikr of the heart, that while teaching, while working, while studying, remembering Allah Ta'ala in their heart, keep remembering Allah Ta'ala from their heart, where the person cannot keep doing zikr jahri in these situations. So again, this is why they felt that by the zikr that Allah Ta'ala wants us to do, the most preferable form of zikr to make zikr from our heart. Now, when a person makes zikr in their heart, it also fulfills the objective of changing our character, changing our attributes, changing our states, and changing our character. These are three things. Sifat, ahwal, and akhlaq. Why? Because all of these three things belong to the heart. See, character is not something of the tongue. A person can have a very sweet tongue but still be a foul character, right? States of being are not states of the tongue, it's also state of the heart. And sifat are attributes, which are the attributes of iman, such as shukr, sabr, tawakkul, inaba, all of these are feelings of the heart. Love for Allah, love for the Prophet, some fear of Allah, all of these have to do with the heart. So because the purpose of zikr was supposed to improve and cor- to correct, to do islah, to purify, tazkiyah, and to improve and to adorn ourselves with the correct ahwal, akhlaq, 
and sifat with attractive beings and attributes and characters, all of that takes place in the heart. So given that one of the purposes of zikr was to bring a change in these things in our heart, and again, the most effective and efficient way to do this was to do zikr of the heart. That's why you will find that in the Salakin of Sufra Nakshamandiya, they will have more change in them. That as they go progress deeper into zikr, they change. Their personality changes because their character changes. Their personality changes because their attributes of Sifat change. They change because their ahwal, their spiritual state change. And if a person just does zikr of the tongue, well, they get the reward of that and they may even get some level of tafkir from that, but they don't change. And oftentimes, and even in fact, this is sometimes a complaint people make, that, well, they know they're exactly the same person, even though they dress like one way, they dress like this, they look like this, or they make so many hours of ibadat or zikr, but they're still the same person. But when we make zikr of the heart, the more and more kalbi zikr, zikr of spiritual heart a person makes, then the more they change. And indeed, you know, the object of being and the whole purpose of being is to make us change. It's to make us change in a way that makes us more beloved to Allah subhanahu more pleasing to Allah subhanahu and closer to Allah subhanahu Closer to Allah subhanahu Now, like I said now in the beginning, is that in the beginning, change happens very rapidly. So when you leave sin, you change very quickly. When you start doing salahs, you change very quickly. Now after those initial set of changes, comes the second level of change, which is through Kastrata Zikr. That change happens very steadily, over time. That's why you need Kastrata. So you won't change from an angry person to a patient person overnight. That won't happen. So the change will take place over time. So the condition for that is that we have to keep making zikr over time. So the problem with a lot of us who have passed the first stage of leaving most sin, most outward outrageous sins, and also following the obligations, is that because we're not regular in zikr, we don't get that change. So we do some zikr, the anger starts going away a little bit, but then all of a sudden we stop doing zikr, we skip zikr, we miss zikr, so the anger comes right back, it'll come right back the way it was. And again, when we start making zikr for some time, it starts going away, again, we stop doing zikr. So then we wonder that, no, I've been doing zikr for one year, two years, three years. It means rather that I've been a student of zikr, not making zikr, but I've been a murid, salik, salika, for one year, two years, three years, but I haven't changed. I don't understand. The anger was supposed to go away, and the greed was supposed to go away, and the envy was supposed to go away, and all these things were supposed to go away, but they haven't gone away. So the reason they didn't go away is because the change is only going to happen when we make kasut zikr. And we weren't making abundant zikr. And we weren't making it regularly. And we weren't making it daily. So no matter if we've been even a student of zikr or seeker on this path for 20 years, until and unless we make that kasut zikr, until we make that excessive abundant zikr, there won't be a change. There won't be a change. And not just the purpose of zikr, but the entire purpose of deen is to change us. Allah SWT sent deen down to humanity 
to change and then to, to empower human beings to change. So it's very important that we, after tonight's talk and understanding all of this, that we have to take our zikr very seriously. Very seriously. And it's about that attitude and making it serious. That it's a serious objective of my life, serious goal of my life. Even you can say it should become the mission of my life at my heart to do so much zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala such that I change. You see, that's another answer to the question. Sometimes people ask, okay, how much zikr should we do? So for beginners, we tell them, okay, you should try to do 50 to 20 minutes a day. Then maybe later on, again, somebody asks us how much zikr we should do. So they say, okay, if you're doing 15, 20 minutes, and the next thing they'll tell you is you should do it for 40 minutes, 15 minutes, 60 minutes a day. Okay, let's say they start practicing that. Then again, they come and ask, what should we do? They say, okay, fine, how much zikr you should do? How, how, much, how much zikr should we do? They say, okay, you're doing 40, 50, 60 minutes a day. Now you shouldn't look at minutes. Now look at the feelings of zikr. That do as much, do zikr for as long as you can so that you can feel more remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. How long does it take you to remember Allah Ta'ala? So maybe a person may say, no, I do zikr 30, 40 minutes a day, but I still don't get the feeling of zikr. I don't get the feeling of remembrance. I don't get the feeling that I've forgotten everything in the world and I'm only remembering Allah Ta'ala. I say, okay, keep doing more zikr. Do more zikr until you feel that. Until you can say, yes, I actually felt like that, that I forgot the whole world and I was only remembering Allah Ta'ala. Then if the person comes again and asks, how much more zikr should I do? So the fourth answer we, should, we would give them is, okay, now you make so much zikr, so much zikr. So how do you know it's kafir? How do you know how much is enough? So you make so much zikr until it changes you. That's how much. Keep doing zikr. If I'm not changing, more zikr. You're not changed, you feel the same person, more zikr. Keep doing more and more zikr until you get changed, until that zikr changes you. So the first thing was 15 to 20 minutes a day. Second thing was 40 to 60 minutes a day. Third thing was make as much zikr as you can until you can feel the feelings of zikr, until your heart actually feels it's remembering Allah Ta'ala. And then the fourth level would be that you make as much zikr, make so much zikr that you change. And you just keep changing and keep changing and keep changing. Allah Akbar. That's a lot of zikr. That's a lot of zikr. And this is exactly what Allah Ta'ala is telling us in Quran. That all you who believe you make a lot of the Kriv and the Spanatama. A lot of the Kriv and Why? Because that Allah Tala who loves us a lot, and that Allah Tala who wants to give us a lot, and that Allah Tala wants to raise us from the day of judgment and have us live a lot, i.e., forever. So it only makes sense then that, that Allah Santa should ask us to change a lot. And to change a lot, we have to make zikr a lot, hence Uthkur Allah has the Kriv and So we make dua all of our listeners, friends, that we should try to become serious about the zikr. We should try to make the zikr a lot. And like we said in the start of the program, the first thing we want to do is leave sin and follow all the obligations and draw closer to Allah Ta'ala as much as we can through these two ways. To follow Sharia and Sunnah, follow the Faraiz, and leave all of the sins. And then next we want to Come more and more closer to Allah Ta'ala, ever and ever closer to Allah Ta'ala by following Nawasa. 
merits of the explain the reasons and benefits of difficult to fear. May Allah accept each and every one of us for a path and a life of abundant remembrance. May He make us follow the footsteps of the great Zakirin, Salihin, Siddiqin, Mashak, Oliyah, Karam, and may Allah enable each and every one of us also to change, and may He change our characteristics and our gifts, the character that we agree in may He change our attributes and grant us the sifat of Mu'mineen, as Allah has mentioned in Quran al-Kareem, all of the sifat, may He make us amongst the Muttaqeen, Mukhlisin, Sadiqeen, Siddiqeen, Tawadeen, Awadeen, Qanadeen, Sabirin, Shakirin, Mutawakkaleen, Mutatahireen, Muhsineen, and all of the characters and all of the attributes of Allah mentioned in the Quran. And may He make the sicker a changing of our ahwal and our akhlaq and everything about us and such that we become more and more pleasing to Him. If, inshallah, we can make zikr with this niyat and understand that we have to make abundant zikr for this intention, it will, inshallah, will become now our outlook, our personality, our mission in life to do Utkurullah Hadiqs and Kathira. May Allah accept this need from us on this night.